Oh, hello. So, I'm not walking home today. I'm sitting on my sofa. And I'm beginning to think this is a better way to speak to everyone. So, with that sort of change, I thought it's also time for some other clarification. Or a sort of come to Jesus meeting with myself in this little podcast. So I started to think, what is this podcast for? I started it because I wanted to explore the creative process. Am I doing it? Barely. Uh, Have I lost sight of the process? I, I think so. I mean, could that be construed as meta? A podcast about process? And my process has somehow gotten lost in finding this process? I'm not sure. I don't fully understand that term. I just hear people use it. So I was trying and I failed. But I think the process from the train of thought, like the firing of synapses in your head, to the trials and mostly the failures of that process of creating something are not explored enough for me. Or I don't know where to look for the documentation of them. I really I really think people don't talk about their failures or document them enough and show them enough. So I'm going to go searching for them through this little medium here. And I know I've said this before, but us lower people in the creative chain, you know, those of us just starting out or who aren't able to eat, breathe, and sleep our art, those of us who have to squeeze it in around a full life of jobs and dogs and kids and uh, sofas and Netflix. Anyway, we're trained to believe that amazing pieces of work just happen because it's all we see and hear about. Art books don't show us like Picasso's failures or, well, hell, maybe they do, but not until after he was considered a genius. And then what he may have thought was a failure is now his earlier work or or his earlier practice. And then the pieces are still revered because they came from Picasso. So I don't know. I'm guessing we don't see a writer's bad stuff because no one publishes it. And I want to see the bad stuff. I want to see the stuff that happens to get you to the good. Like, we shouldn't discredit that or hide it or be ashamed of it. I mean, I get in this like whole advertising marketing age why we don't show it a lot, but I don't know. It might be a little embarrassing if we never get better or concentrated, then I guess we're always considered bad. But I think we need to be inspiring to everyone, and I think we can be if we let the bad work show with the good, or show how the bad work got to be good. Oh, maybe once you're considered good, your bad stuff will be considered good. I don't know, maybe it's a trap, but I will break here for, I don't know, an illustrative story? Illustrative? I don't know how you say that word. I'm just gonna paint a picture here. So when I was maybe like eight or nine, I read Stephen King's Night Shift book. It's, I think, an earlier book of his, and it's a bunch of short stories where you can see, you know, some were either turned into longer stories maybe, or movies or shows or something, because a lot of them, you know, I don't know, they're familiar. Uh, They're familiar because I'm rereading it. Anyway, I do not know why the book was on my mom's bookshelf. I'm guessing it was gifted to her because all she reads is the Bible, so... I don't know why it was there. And if she knew that it was a horror book, she probably would have given it to the Goodwill or thrown it away. Anyway, I picked it up because I would read anything and everything I could get my hands on. 
and I was likely way too young to read it, and I'm sure I didn't understand over half of what I was reading. But I love to read, and I still do, because everything plays out like a movie in my head when I read. And there's like one story that I had always remembered from this book. So anyway, I was recently telling this little tidbit to a friend of mine who had not read the book. And of course, he knows who Stephen King is. And he was telling me that he had taken his nephew to a Stephen King reading because his nephew was a big fan. And then I remembered that I had actually at one time played in a band and we opened up for Stephen King on a stop for one of his readings like years ago. I mean, how weird is that? It's just, it's all weird. It's weird that it happened and it's weird that I don't ever remember it because I'm like an out of sight, out of mind person. So I forget a lot of stuff until I'm instigated to remember. So I totally forgotten that I had done that. (laughs) Anyway, I told him I got to meet him briefly and was like completely starstruck and also impressed at how tall he is. So I didn't say anything clever. I didn't say anything at all to him actually, other than hi, because well, like what was I going to say that he hadn't heard before? And who the hell, who, who the hell cares what I have to say anyway, right? Like, this dude's just trying to get a job done. Anyway, this friend and I were on a trip together, and as a little thank you for inviting me along, I bought and sent him a copy of Night Shift written in German because I thought as a German speaker he would find that amusing and maybe actually read the book. Because uh, he's busy and he's got a big job and a small kid and all this stuff. So I really, I was like, oh, maybe he'll pick it up and read it since it's in German. But I also got a copy for myself. Uh, Mine's in English because I'm an idiot and can't retain any other language yet. So I've been rereading it. And while I am a big Stephen King fan, um, I'm not sure it really holds up that well. (laughs) I mean, there are nuggets there that are amazing, like most of the ideas and stories. And some of them needed, like, I crave for them to be in a longer form because they feel a little rushed. Um, And they shouldn't have been squeezed into a few pages. But overall, what I see now is someone's really broad imagination. Duh. And dare I say, someone who writes every day and writes down every idea. Like, as in, we are seeing this man's process here in this book, I feel. It's like he wrote down every idea for a story that ever came to his mind. And while I'm positive someone, maybe even Mr. King himself, edited the crap out of his writings, at this age, I'm able to see and still admire the breadth of imagination and ideas and love that there is some not-so-stellar ideas in there. That's, That's freaking inspiring to me. Maybe the book was a little rushed. Maybe... Like, maybe it was easier to get a bunch of short stories to the publisher rather than make one long novel out of one of the stories. I don't know. It's still a great read, and I feel I can see how, like, young his art is here. Again, who the hell cares what I have to say? And I'm not a literature major, so I'm possibly way out of line here even saying any of this. But this book gives me hope to keep pushing through my half-thought-out ideas, my my baddish ideas, my idea nuggets, and to keep them written down or drawn out somewhere. And obviously they have to remain visible to me because of my out-of-sight, out-of-mind disease. So, now maybe I 
mistakenly think Night Shift doesn't hold up because since this book was published, like a bunch of these stories have been made into shows and movies. And so we got to experience them in longer form where they were fleshed out. Or maybe it's just the outdated slang and like lack of swear words. Like there's, I don't think there's any swear words in this book, which is so weird today. Um, It's still worth reading. And I will pass this English version along to someone when I get the chance because that's what I do with books. I don't hold on to them. I, I throw them out there for others to enjoy. And I love the fact that reading at this time not only gave me weird dreams, but also that I got something completely new out of it that really had nothing to do with the horror of the stories or any inspiration to write my own. I got a glimpse into an early process or work of an artist. And okay, yeah, like I was like nine the first time I read this, but still. I didn't, I didn't quite get that out of it when I was nine. And before you chide me for calling Mr. King an artist, I don't really care what you think. It's his work. It works for me and it inspires me. And that is what my process needs to get a wiggle on here. So I, I feel like when I look at work now, I'm, I'm looking more at the process of something and mission achieved on that, on that level, I guess. So back to the gist of this podcast. Time to clarify and try to stick to it which, as I'm sure you can tell by now, is very hard for me. So what does this mean? To stick to a process of always making process the focus of this podcast. Well, it probably means creating a new habit of writing every day, my observations and thoughts and looking deeper at an artist's work to see if I can see where the nuggets are, the beginning of the idea. And why do I want to find that? Well, maybe if I can see it in others' work, I will know when I have an idea worth pursuing. I mean, I have like 308 ideas a day, and I can't and shouldn't do them all. And some are just not going to be possible without a lot of money and a robot, which was my latest idea. Anyway, I need an ice cream serving robot for this latest art project I want to do, so... If anybody has $50,000 laying around and wants to be my patron, I will build this robot. But I want to see the nuggets of ideas and the process of an artist's work so I know not to lose heart or momentum in my own pieces. Is that a lot to ask? I want to see those nuggets of ideas and processes in others' work because the whole where do you get your idea from question, while I think is a stupid question and annoys the shit out of me, It's likely not a stupid question, but one that maybe I can thoughtfully answer someday, or one that I can figure out for myself and use to create better pieces of work for myself, or (laughs) it's just a question that's not actually accurate. I don't know. How great would it be to be able to pluck that one or two ideas from the 308 ideas that I will have today? without having to rely on my gut instinct so much or compromise. I, I don't know. I think that's what I and maybe others crave is a little more confidence in knowing when to pursue an idea. I know how to pursue it, right? Work, work, work. Although I'm not always so disciplined in that. But still, I know how to pursue that idea. But having the confidence to know that my nugget of an idea is worth it, is worth all that work, that would be awesome. And that's what I think I can learn by seeing others' process. I'm not sure. 
Like, I don't think all the stories in Night Shift are superb, but not so much because they don't work or anything. It's just some of them could have been books on their own or I wanted more. Um, There are a few that were just weird and maybe more about the human psyche than I am capable of understanding. Like, they weren't all really horror. Some of them were just stories. Either way, this was a fairly early work, and it feels like there's a fair amount of let's throw this out there and see what sticks to it, which is a process. Or maybe he was throwing a bunch of different stories out there to see what people like as a way of narrowing down focus. I don't know. Or maybe because you got to make a living, so write what people like and respond to. Or, you know, he's probably just on a deadline and was like, here's what I got. Wouldn't it be cool to see all the ones that were, like, too poopy for this book? Like, I wonder if some of those were reworked later. See, like, how do you know an idea is worth hanging on to for another day? That's a better question than the one I hate. So, yeah, I'm not a writer, and I don't plan to be one. But I learned a lot more than Don't Go Into Salem's Lot from Stephen King's Night Shift this time around. And even though Mr. King is a writer, I learned that it's okay to be a little scattered with your focus on the surface. You know, don't always have to produce horror. Sometimes you can just throw in something you like. I don't know. That that little nugget of your gist will come through. I've always thought that if someone were to look at the different pieces I do, like from mosaics to paintings to jewelry, that they wouldn't know it was all the same person. But maybe my little identification tag is in there somewhere that my process of not reeling myself into one thing is okay. And that sometimes pursuing a not-so-stellar idea is worth pursuing so I can look back on it and learn from it. Or, or you know, make it into a movie and make it better. Who knows? So, going forward, I'm going to try to stay focused on where I feel an artist's process is. I don't know if that will be looking at individual pieces of art I still want to look at art books, like the artist way, books that try to teach you how to be an artist. I still want to look at those things and pick them apart, kind of like my horoscope last week. Anyway, I don't know. I have a lot of more work to do trying to focus this little thing here to benefit myself and anyone else who may be listening. Who knows? So as always, let's just get out there and create and experiment and create and fail and create and succeed and keep every idea no matter how bad or off track it may seem at the time because who knows you might be able to make it into a movie someday all right thanks for listening bye